We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. Today we get to tune in and listen to our 100th Brotherhood Breakfast. What started as a sections group has grown to men's breakfast, which is now Brotherhood as we know it today. This breakfast was a little different in the sense that it was an interview with Mark, Lee, and Johnny. So let's tune in and listen to their message to the Brotherhood. We had pastors on this stage encouraging us and challenging us from the word. We've had leaders, business leaders, political leaders on this stage challenging us with sharpening our leadership, leaning into Christ-like integrity. We've had a lot of you, men who just got up and shared their testimony. This is where I was, and this is where God has brought me. And every time, it's, it's encouraging. God speaks through those men. But I think as we were talking this week, the thing that we love the most, the thing that we feel in awe of what God has done the most is our volunteers, you table hosts that faithfully buy a table and invite guys to come, and then just that all of you would come to a breakfast on farmer's hours once a month, right? That you would be here at this, before you even go to work. That is the thing. As much as I've been thankful for what's happened on the stage, we are so thankful for you guys. And it says in Hebrews 10, that we are called to, to spur one another on by gathering together, to, to holding fervently to the hope that we have. And that's what's been happening for eight and a half years among men on the first Friday of the month. And it's, it's just been incredible. But nobody kind of has been on the journey like you guys. I know there's a couple of dudes in here that were at the very first Jimmy's Egg, but I just wanted some of your perspective. How in the world did we get here? Because it wasn't always like this, right? I mean, we didn't we didn't always have an army of men and lots of dead swine, as Gabe said, because I can't imagine how many pigs are represented in this room right now. Uh, but uh, it wasn't always like this. How did this thing get started? It, 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 Marvel knows, and and the movie industry knows, and and documentaries know that an origin story matters. It's like, where did you come from? Talk a little bit about that. Like, how'd this get started? Well, we we were obviously committed uh, church members here for, gosh, almost three decades. And I remember really clearly sitting in church one Sunday, and, and Pastor George was doing a message. It was a, a whole series called uh, We Can't Stay Here. And so uh, went through the series, and it was really a kind of a, um, a nudge toward a lot of us to own the section. If you've ever been in the auditorium over there, it's really, really big. It can be intimidating. And so for a lot of us, it was, hey, why don't you own the section that you're sitting in? Because most of the people that are around you, you sit around every Sunday. We come and sit at the same service, the same people. And so then Wit comes on, and Wit does this message that, started all of this and truly credit. I mean, we couldn't even find the video of that message. I'm like, it was so life-changing for me, so much so that we couldn't find the message. So I was like, thanks, Wit, for uh, for the word, because it, it, it lived in, our, in my heart, in Mark's heart for a long time. But it was basically an empty seat is a missed opportunity. And so I remember clearly, I can see it like a, like a snapshot in my brain of looking over at the seat next to me and saying, that's empty seat is my responsibility. Like, it's not Wit's job to invite everybody to church. You all weren't invited by Wit to be here, although there have been invitations extended at different times. It really was my responsibility to do that. So I raised my hand on that and said, what can I do? 
And so with the dudes in my section, they were sitting at church. I was like, why don't we just meet at Jimmy's Egg and have, have a breakfast? And so that was number one. Now you're sitting at number 100. So what's amazing about that is that when we raised our hand, you never know what God is going to do when you say yes. And we said yes 100 times. Right. Because that was just a, you heard a word from your pastor, but really you said when we were talking, it, it was from the Lord. Yeah. So what's, what's interesting, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, if you've been in church at all, I always feel like there's like multiple dialogues going in in church. And I used to feel kind of guilty about that. I'm like, I hear what the speaker's saying. And that Sunday I heard what Witt said, but inside me, the Holy Spirit was stirring in that still small voice that we all hear and speaking to me what needed to happen. And it wasn't this, it was the next step. Yeah, that's right. And Mark, you were sitting in that same service. You heard the same message from Wit. It moved you as well, but in a different way. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I wanted to, um, just to back probably a little bit more um, to honor both Wit and to honor Johnny. Um, Wit, as leader of our church, have asked our asked leaders to start hosting people in their homes. You know, we're going, we're, we're a large church. Um, it's an awesome church. At the time, there is this feel that you can come in and just leave and never be known. And, um, you know, Pastor Whip is on mission to really break that. And so he asked trusted people and strong leaders in our church to like, hey, will you host people in your home and start building a community? And I and my wife and I were one of the fortunate ones to happen to land in Hamptons. Um, and so for me, just to rewind, in those messages, I'm probably hearing, man, I kind of need to be thinking, like, I need community. You know, there's a guy like Johnny out there being like, what can I do to, like, get fill that seat? I'm probably, like, and who's my, who's in my world right now? You know, I, I, I probably was not the guy that's going to lead the charge in that way at that time. So for me, God putting me in this small group with Johnny and the leader that he is. And yeah, it rolls out sections, which is just like he said, Hey, the church is big where it's broken up into it's physically broken up into sections. We need strong leaders just to help lead people. Johnny come him and his wife come and say, let's build a team. Let's start with a team. We got to build a team. If we're going to be successful, let's build a team. And my wife and I went up to him and said, can we help? Yeah. Can we yeah. help you? And so I love that, you know, God lays a message on Pastor Witt's heart and he shares it. That's his role. That's, that's what he does. But God's doing something through that for you. He's tapping you on the shoulder. Take a bold step of obedience and do something about that empty seat. For you, Mark, God's tapping you and Jennifer on the shoulder saying, hey, you're not really relationally connected very well here, and you know you need that. And ultimately, you know, what you said was that was a step that you took of faith to say we're going to step into community, and it led to a small group of friends that you're still friends with today. It led yeah. to you being a part of mountain men because of that. It led to you being a part of this breakfast. Like it, it set your life on a very different trajectory, same message, different, maybe place of where you were, but yeah. that small step of obedience 
takes you to a place like this that you never would have imagined when you started? Where, where did you, and I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question, but where did you think it would go? Just have breakfast with your section? Yeah, I mean, and it was really never about the numbers. Like, you know, I think the numbers take care of themselves. I think for me, it was most important. Like, you know, you can send out emails. You guys get a lot of emails from us, especially if you've been here a long time. It wasn't about that. And I said this to someone when I came in this morning. The reason I have a table of, I mean, I think I have 60 guests today. You want to know why? Is because I'm connected to each of those people. And so it's a text that goes out. And, and you know, and all of us as guys, we want to feel needed. We want to feel wanted. We want to feel like someone would invite us to a seat at our table. That's how I, I mean, that's how I feel. You know, when someone invites me to, to a meal, man, I've got a seat at the table, yeah. you know? So I, that's where I really wanted is I wanted every guy to feel like they had a seat at the table yeah. and that someone really cared about them enough to want to have them there. Yeah, and that's what this has become. And I know this comes from your heart, my heart as well. And that is, we, we were talking about this yesterday, trying to set the conditions, knowing that it's not up to us to transform people's lives. That That's not on us. Jesus is in that business. Our responsibility is to just try and set the conditions. And for some of you, that might just be like inviting somebody to sit at your table. Uh, Mark, we'll get into this in, in a second, but I, I, remind me to talk about that, just telling people to come. I, I don't want to get to that quite yet, because before we do that, I do want to say you, you gave a really good illustration of this. You took a small step of obedience, but you you referenced like a, a walking in the woods in the dark with a flashlight. Talk yeah, about that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I think in a lot of you guys, especially those of you who are business leaders, you know, it's not like you wake up every day and have all the answers. And yeah. believe me, in the last three years, we've had more questions than we've had answers, you know, about how to do that. And sometimes I feel like when Scripture talks about that His Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path, sometimes we only have the light at our feet. And that's what I felt like with this. God didn't show me the whole pathway all the way to, you know, a dome of men eating breakfast. I didn't see that. I just saw take the next step. And you know what, for me, that was doable because I think if God had shown me this, it would have completely freaked me out, you know. So God God builds and grows things in His own in His own way. But as we call people alongside that can help us grow, which is what really Mark has been, we've been together, is begin to watch God build this. But the, the pathway was not completely clear. It was literally walking through the woods, and all I had is the light in front of my feet, but not the full path. And what I love about that is that's still true now. Like, there's 500-ish guys in the room today, and we're thinking about what will the 200th breakfast look like? You know, it's like, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe it looks like this. Maybe it's at the BOK Center. I don't know. Like, we don't know. But but I love that you said for you it was about connection, not the count. Right. You didn't care about the count, the number. You cared about men actually literally connecting in real relationships that help them get better. Because I know there are a lot of you in this room that you're like, I'm not looking to lay on the couch and talk about my feelings. Like, I get that. We're men. Like, I, I understand that even though I'm a feeler. I, I get that. And, and so you, you may not be sitting there going, I just want these deep, meaningful relationships. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being in relationship with other people so we're not doing life alone so that we can get better, so that we can get stronger, so that our marriages are better, so that we're better as dads. That's what we're after in this environment. So some of you have been engaging for a long time, and others of you may be here for the first time. That's what this is. This is just dudes that don't have all the answers. We've got a flashlight. God has put a light in front of our feet when we follow Jesus, but he wants to lead us to something better. 
to something that's satisfying and fulfilling the capital L life that he offers. And we're just better figuring that out together than we are figuring it out on our own. Um, Mark, when when we first started doing it, you, you said, and I get this, I think all of us in this room would get this. You were like, what's the hook that like I'm trying to get guys here? Do, we gotta get a really good speaker or we gotta have really good breakfast or I gotta have some incentive to get guys here. But that changed over time. Talk about that just for a second. Yeah, I think when we, like you said, when we started this, we just knew, and I think that's part of hearing from God yeah. and hearing a calling that you really can't explain it. And this is super simple, but I just know that we're supposed to do this. Yeah. And yeah, there's some logic to it. Hey, our pastor's asking to build a community. Pastor's asking, this is where we should go. And, and we agree like, yeah, I mean, I need it personally. I need a community. I need some Christian brothers. He has been called to like, well, man, if anybody can do it, Johnny can do it. And I know that's so much joking, but there is so much truth to that too. I mean, this is ordained by God that the leader would show up and he owns an ad agency and he has a team and he could just really put something together. And, and also that he would bring a, a guy like me who is like, hey, this is real. Like, I really feel God's asking me to do this. And so how do we do this? And what do we say? What's our, what's our responsibility? We're not starting a church. We go to a church. Um, and so you, we did have to put some pretty good thought to it. Like, okay, what would be good? We need, a, we need to break bread together. Do we have an encouraging word? So yeah, we, 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 it was hard. Like Johnny had a lot of connections. Like he still does. I mean, I just didn't know. I knew of a lot of people. Rolodex is empty of the who's who, who could probably get, get here. And so it was really just, Hey, we got this, and you're, you are trying to pitch a little bit, but you know, I just think we're supposed to do this. And there was this, who can we get? Whose time is it? And lo and behold, pastor Kirby was in the right spot. I didn't know really Kirby, like pastor Kirby like that, but he did. And there was just a right time for him to be like, actually, that could be a good opportunity for me to present in front of some men because we're building a website and I'm starting to dabble in. And man, that was God working for him. That was God putting a spot, God telling him, I got a spot for you. Yeah. And I'll get to, I'm about to answer your question. It. Yeah. So there was logic in that. Yeah. Because God's telling us we need to do this. I had no idea Kirby needed a spot. I had no idea. I had no idea some of these other people needed to speak. And, but at some point they start like, even probably just right away, they're coming. It's not my responsibility to make sure that Dr. Steve Katzis over there is going to like bring the word. And I literally want you to talk about faith and medicine and how does that work for you? And I just like, man, I just know that I'm supposed to create this opportunity. That's my call. That is what God is asking me to do is just to create this opportunity. How can I serve? I'll order the food. I'll set up the food, whatever it is. And then, and then what I see Dr. Steve Katzis do when he speaks, whatever years ago, we've got this podium and he has a stack of journals and you could just hear a pin drop. And God internally is telling me like, I got it from here. You just ask the right guy at the right, at the right time you set the atmosphere, you did your part, whatever's happening in Dr. Steve right now. I mean, it was, 
it was enough. Yeah, and I think that was where the power came from, was that God was consistently showing up because we were consistently coming together to hear from him. And he was using different voices, men at different places in life. But because men were gathering to to hear or have some kind of encounter with God, God was showing up in those places. And did you know he does that? He does that. Johnny, I want to hear from some other dudes, but is there anything else that you would add to kind of what happened both among our brotherhood and also in you as it, as it just kept growing and morphing and evolving and changing? Yeah, I think sometimes when you do something, you often want approval. And my I'm wired for approval. And you don't get it, you tend to maybe get frustrated. And I love the fact that um, God was letting me do it without getting accolades because I didn't I didn't necessarily want to pat on the back. When you grow up in a family where your dad doesn't always give a lot of words, you were looking for words a lot. And God was, I remember walking out of church one Sunday, we'd been doing this for three years and there had, still hadn't been a lot said about what was happening. And it wasn't because there was anything wrong. It's because God really wanted me. He walked, when I walked out, I remember saying, God, why, why is there not a lot being said about this? It's because the Holy Spirit basically just said, because I gave it to you to do. Like you, you are wired to do this. So go and do it. And I will see to it that I will give you the increase and only I will get credit for it. So that was the cool thing is that I look at this, like I don't take any credit for anything that's happened in this room. Like that is 100% on him, but I'm grateful for a pastor who has seen to it that we were able to operate our gifts. Whit Whit and I were having a dialogue and you know, Whit's oftentimes a a guy, a few words. And I remember he, he and I were having a text dialogue and his response was, you are operating in your gift, which is exactly what he had talked to us about at the very beginning. We were released to do things in our church, and it wasn't that I was standing by saying, hey, um, who's going to do a men's breakfast? And they were looking around. I just said, this is an idea. I'm going to run with it yeah. because it's my gift. Yeah. You know, Event planning has been my gift for a long time, so this, this plays into that. Right. But the things that God wants us to do often play into the gifts that he's given us. Yeah. But I'm thankful to you, Whit, for giving so us good. a lane to be able to do that because this is why this has happened, because we were allowed. And then the freedom, you know, trust comes. I know there's a lot of trust that's been given to us in this. Uh, and we value that at the highest level, that the people we put on the stage are people we know will be meaningful and relevant, yeah. and, and they're hearing from God about the things they need to talk about. Yeah. We're not here to dispense theology at all. We're here to talk about people's stories, because that's what's meant to be told is your story. Yeah, that's right. And we consistently hear stories of God doing things that we had no idea about, we never could have orchestrated. And so just kind of something special for today, I ask a a couple of dudes to just share kind of your perspective, kind of your retrospective on uh, uh, the breakfast that you've been a part of. And so Aaron, I think we're starting, Aaron Davis, I think we're starting with Jason McClendon. I'm sorry, I might have told you Rocky. Rocky's back there, he'll be second. Jason, Jason, where are you? Okay, sorry, Aaron, he's right up front. My bad. Uh, Jason, stand up. Just share real quick. You you had a cool story, something you wanted to share. Would you share it with the brothers? Uh, hi, guys, I'm Jason. So before, I'll just give you a little kind of history of this. As an extrovert, I had a lot of friends, and I've always had friends, and I've always needed that community Mark was talking about. But... Because of brotherhood, I finally had some Christian brothers, not just friends. And because of Mark calling me out like eight and a half years ago, and I, he held me accountable. Nobody's ever actually came to me and sat me down and like, hey, 
are you going to chase this or are you going to chase God? I was like, whoa, nobody's like put it, challenged me like that. And that's what I loved about brotherhood is I've got brothers here that love on me, challenge me when I'm, or if I'm weak and they've picked me up and I've, I've been low and these guys have been there for me. And so I appreciate you brothers. I love you guys. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you, man. Now, Rocky, Rocky, stand up. He's, he's right back there. Um, and Jason, thank you. Jason said something to us this week. He said, my wife wants to know after every breakfast specifically what we talked about. And it's not because she's, you know, doesn't trust me. She, he's, he's like, she knows that I'm getting better. I'm getting better when I go and I'm, and I'm around these men. And I just thought that was powerful. I, I don't want... I don't want the fruit of brotherhood to just finish in this room. It's meant to make an impact on our families and on our children and on our workplaces and on our community and on our church. And so that was really encouraging to hear that. Thank you, Jason. Rocky, what you got? And first, just because they won't ask for it, but they totally deserve it. Can we just clap for these guys and honor them real quick? (laughs) Thank you, buddy. Yeah, thank you guys so much for this. Um, So for me, I'm a transplant, right? I'm from California, so you can judge me. Um, (laughs) Moved here the first time in 2013. I was here 13, 14, and 15, so got to see it when Pastor George was was leading the church, right? I was in Section 6A back then. Um, I remember brotherhood kind of being talked about when we left back to California. And so I was in California in 16 and 17, And then I came back in 18, and I remember hearing, hey, you should go to a brotherhood. And I was like, what do you mean it's in the fellowship hall now? And and it was was over there, and it it, it had grown into this big thing. And so me, I I also have been a big extrovert, always had a lot of friends. But I was a transplant. I didn't know anybody out here. I didn't, this was it, right? I would come into a room. It was probably a quarter of this size when the brotherhoods were going on, and, and, and I felt alone. I didn't know anybody. And I know for guys, you know, I, again, I have a recovery background. Uh, I've been sober since 06. So for me, getting tied into people, for me, getting close to people and getting tied into people, accountability saved my life. And that's what I found here, right? And there's a big difference between recovery and resurrection. And resurrection will 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 move you forward, right? You don't have to look back. And then you can learn how to give that back to other people. And that's all I've been able to do here with Brotherhood is extend my hand and say, hey, the newcomer is the most important person in this room. So if there's any newcomers, keep coming, grab on, just keep showing up, just be consistent because it's changed my life. It's changed my friendships. My my boys, 10 and 7, are here with me. Yeah. They look forward to this thing probably more than I do. They, they're hounding me all week. Mom uses it as a tool to get them to do what she needs now because they want to come. So if they're not here, that means they did something that week. So, again, thank you, guys. I love what you're doing with Brotherhood, and I appreciate it. Love it, Rocky. Thank you, brother. Aaron, Steven's right down here. Steven, if you just stand up, appreciate you, man. Rocky, just keep those California ways to yourself, all right, man? (laughs) Love you, man. Steven, share with us, man. So this whole thing started for me Wednesday night, probably 5, 5.30. I get a text from Johnny. 
He's like, hey, I got a proposition for you. I'm like, well, what could be wrong with that? You know, I mean, it's a Johnny, right? He's like, hey, I need you to speak Friday morning. I'm like, ah, well, I'm like, I do a really good job sitting over here listening. So, well, here I am after further negotiation. You guys got me. But uh, what I'd just like to say is for me, I, when I, I work nights, I've, I've worked nights now for well over a decade. But when I pull up in the morning, at 6.30, which is a very odd thing for me because super early for me. I pull in. I see the sun coming up. I see the, the parking lot full of cars and trucks, and work trucks, work vans. And then I see all these guys walking in. And it's just that fill the dreams moment for me a little bit. If you build it, they will come. And uh, it's just awesome for me to see all these men walking in with everybody having the same, the same uh, plan, and that's to have a closer walk with Christ. And uh, in today's society and everything that's going on, everything that's pumped out to us, to see this, this isn't just an extremely rare thing. I'm happy to be a part of it. Just want to say thank you, Johnny, to the staff. Uh, I also, another thing I do is over here, Matt Schroeder, my man, you break it down for me, Barney style on, uh, on the podcast. I appreciate that. That's another thing I do. Uh, just, you know, guys, life's tough. We all know it's tough. Uh, we all go through, through struggles. But this is just a great place for me personally to come and uh, just rehone myself spiritually and then even throughout the week, like throughout the podcast. Thank you, Stephen, man. I appreciate that, brother. One thing that he didn't tell you was... Um is it that uh, Stephen's a police officer, so there'd be several mornings and there'd be an empty seat at my table, and he would say, I'm really sorry, we had an event last night, and I'd, yeah. either I just need some time off to think through that, pray through it. So, man, grateful for all of you in here that are police officers and the things that you fight for us, but we're, we're usually, yeah, thank yeah. you, for sure. Big time. Thank, thank you, Stephen. Chris, good to see you, man. Morning, fellas. I, uh, this is amazing. I've been on staff or in leadership at Guts Church for over 20 years and was invited to this years ago by, by Johnny and similarly got in the parking lot and just saw a flow of fellas coming in and, and, and got their beards all fancy and, and looking good and, 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 and being fellas. And, and what I come back to and, and almost can't help but think about is the reality of what's needed for fellas right now is to take a stand. And what happens as a result of this room, as a result of the effort that goes tirelessly, to do this 100 times, it gives us the fortitude to take that stand. I think about like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the government said, you will bow to this idol. And those three fellas had to look at each other and just say, man, if you won't, I won't. But, but are we sure of this? Because there's consequence. But that's what this gives us is to be able to look to your left and look at your right and say, man, I'm going to take a stand. And then they looked at that at King Nebuchadnezzar and said, hey, our God's able, but even if he doesn't, the three of us aren't going to bow. And I think if we're fellas like that, if we're living like that, immovable, steadfast, always abounding in the work, it, the Bible tells us, man, we put on the whole armor of God. And then when you've done all to stand, stand. And, and just to encourage you to, to, to watch this, what our community needs is, is men that'll just say, I will stand today, tomorrow, and I've got a group of guys 
that I'm doing it with. So now nothing's impossible. And that's what we've created here. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Man, I appreciate that. He should be a speaker or something. One of the things that we love is that while the majority of this room is Church on the Movers, and we love that, we're Church on the Movers, we love our church, but there's a bunch of men in here from other churches, Mighty Oaks, Hope is Alive, like we got so many different men from our community who love Jesus, who are moving toward Jesus, and we love that. We, we, we really, we love having you guys. We're glad that you're a part of this. You are a significant part of this. You're not just a guest, you're a part of this. And so thank you, Chris, I, I really appreciate that. Well, in, in the interest of time, I just want you to notice there's a card on your table, and this is something you can take with you because these three ideas just kept emerging as we talked about where brotherhood has been, it, both from Johnny and Mark's perspective, as well as so many of the stories that we heard, even the stories here. So I'm not going to go through this, but I want you to take this with you. I'm just going to high level this. This is simple and we're dudes and we need it simple. Three simple steps to, to see how God shows up in your life. Here's the first one. Show up. Whether that's, whether that's at a local church and we'd love to have you here, whether it's just coming back to the breakfast next month, you'd never know what God's going to do when you show up. And, and notice that, that quote there at the bottom, where you go will determine where you end up. Duh. Who you are around will determine who you become. So show up. Be where you're supposed to be and see where that leads you. The second one is listen. That's what these guys did. They heard their pastor preach a message and they listened to it. They said, maybe that's for me. Maybe I need to hear what's being said. Scripture is always telling us this. Pastor Witt said this in a message uh, last year, I think. It's pretty simple. He said, God speaks to those who listen. That's really, really true though. If we will listen, God wants to speak into our lives. So be where you're supposed to be, around the people you're supposed to be around, and then listen, because God wants to say something to you. He wants to lead you toward life. And the last thing is do something. That's what these guys did. You may not start a breakfast that has 500 guys, but you've got something that you need to do, and you know what it is. I don't have to spell it out for you. You know it's something in your marriage. You know it's something with your kids. You know it's stopping doing something that has its hooks in your life, getting help, talking to someone, telling someone you've got a problem, starting to bring your family to church. Do something. You know God's speaking to you, so take a step. See, this isn't just a retrospect and a reflection on 100 breakfasts. Awesome. That's great. And it is. But it's also something that we can apply. Just do what these guys did. Do what so many other men in this room have done. Show up. Listen to what's being said. There's probably something said that you need to hear. And then take action. It says in the book of James, don't just listen to the word and deceive yourself. That means don't just listen and go, that's really good. And then just go back to doing what you're doing. You're deceived. You're lying to yourself. He says, do what it says. There's a small step that some of you need to take today. And it may just be going to one of these sides after this is over and praying with somebody. Some of you, you need to show up in church with your family this weekend. Come here, we'd love to have you. Maybe another great church in town. There's a lot of them. Some of you need to get signed up with your wife to do our marriage midsize group on Wednesday nights this summer. It starts this Wednesday. Some of you know that's a step that you need to take. With your wife, sign up and make your marriage a little better after only four weeks. We're just doing it four weeks, childcare provided. Some of you need to take that step. Brian and I are leading a big midsize group in the fall about the foundations of your faith. Some of you need to decide right now, I'm gonna be, it's gonna be in this room. We'd love to see this many dudes. It's just for guys. It's a brotherhood group. 
foundation. It's called rooted. Some of you need to take that step. You know what it is. I don't have to outline all of them. Show up, listen, do something. We want to finish today with kind of a a special time of prayer, prayer of thanksgiving for what God has done, the good that he's done among us, and then prayer for the future. Like, where is he leading us next? Not just as a brotherhood, but each of us individually. And so uh, I, I've asked our, our pastor here at Church on the Move to come and lead that, that time of prayer. But before we do, we also want to give honor where honor is due. And so, Pastor Witt, I'd love for you to come up here. And, and honestly, on behalf of myself, Pastor Witt, we really just want to say thank you to you guys for listening. For t- Stand up. And taking action. No, you're sitting down, Mark. I'm usually down. I'm not used to this. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, Pastor, I I know you want to. Oh, good. I was going to give you my mic, but that'll work. Could I Um, add something real quick? Yeah, you can. Just real quick. After a hundred of these, I want to add something. Um, When that step is probably a call, it's more than a step. I really feel that God put that on my heart. I was listening to Pastor Lee, and as I've been sitting here, don't don't disregard the simple step, because the simple step, more than likely, is a call on your life. It may not end up being some mega breakfast at a mega church, um, but when I was the one brewing the coffee, in that moment, that was the call on my life. And when we were figuring out how to, oh, we need cash and we need to break the cash and we need to, do a, a, to get a ticket system and who should we get? And every step was the call on my life. You don't get to a spot and say, oh, this was the call. Joining a small group was probably the original call. And they're saying, hey, I will help you. Like, I'll help you. Like, don't disregard that, that that was really probably the call in my life right there just to help. So it could be easy to like let a lot of this go past you, I feel. So I just want to take a second and stop and say, All of the, all these things, how you serve God is the call on your life. Whether you're setting up a table or brewing the coffee or greeting our men, that's God's hand. And so, right. God anyway. works in steps and does more than we could imagine. Anyway, we got something for you guys that uh, we just want to give to you to show well, our, our appreciation. Here's what I want to say, guys. God does big things through small steps. Yes, he does. You never know what's going to come as a result of your obedience. It it may look very public. It may be be very private. Big things don't have to be public. Big things can happen in your home. Big things can happen in your marriage. Big things can happen inside of you. God does big things through small steps, through small obediences. And when we say yes, uh, that's what he's always done. He takes things and he multiplies it. He makes it far greater than what we could ever do. And so to God be the glory for everything that's gone on in here, but also I think we ought to give honor where honor is due. These guys said yes. And uh, how many of you just right here in this room would raise your hand and say, my life's been affected, in fact, deeply impacted because of what uh, this breakfast and what it's meant in my life. Would you just raise your hand? Look at this, guys. 
Look at this. Can we say thank you one more time to John A. Tamark? Come on, give it up for him this morning. Yeah. We got you something both. It's just a, a token of our appreciation. It's not nearly enough, but it's a way just to commemorate 100 breakfasts and the impact that this has had. It's not just happening in here. It's happening in Texas and in North Carolina and all over the place. Other churches and ministries are getting a hold of this, and men are starting to gather. We, that, that, that's a beautiful thing. It all started with just a simple yes. This is our way of just honoring and commemorating your commitment and the impact that you've made here at uh, COTM and Brotherhood. So this is for you, Johnny, and this is for you, Mark. Just something to hang in your office and say, uh, yeah, what, what you've been a part of, what you've what you've helped to start from all of us to you guys. Thank yeah. you. So just like Wit said, there's no better way to finish this than as much as giving honor to these guys is where honor is due because of their commitment. They would be the first ones to say, only God. As Dave has taught us, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing from John the 15th chapter. And so we know that. And so what better way to finish this 100th breakfast than to just take a moment as the men of God to pray, to give thanksgiving to what God has, has done and ask him to lead and guide us. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand to your feet. We're gonna stand for this prayer. And I've asked our pastor to, to lead us in this prayer, but pray with us as we pray. As we pray. Give God your gratitude as well. And, and let's anxiously and anticipate what God wants to do next. Can we do that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you that you're the giver of all good gifts. And we see your hand at work. It's amazing what's happened. Only you, only you could do something like this. This isn't our ingenuity, our creativity, our genius our connections, our gifts that make something like this possible. Oh, you choose to use us, but it's you who, 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 who are moving and working. And you, we can't heal marriages. We can't change lives, but you can. And we're all, all, Lord, impacted by your goodness. So thank you. Thank you for the past eight years. Thank you for the ministry that's happened in this room and in others over breakfast where we've heard words that have been life to us. I thank you, Lord, for stories that are different, marriages that are different, lives that have been changed and transformed, family trees and generations that will be different going forward because of the ministry that's happened here. Thank you for their, the faithfulness of uh, Johnny and Mark who said yes to start this, but Lord, thank you for your goodness that goes far beyond our simple yes. Thank you for what you and only you can do. And now, Lord, we look forward to the future, not knowing exactly what you're wanting to do and where you're leading. We get a sense of it, but Lord, we're just still in the same place that we were in the very beginning, which is just saying yes to the next thing that you're asking us to do. And so, Lord, wherever you lead, the answer is yes. That's not just a prayer for me as a pastor, for us as leaders, Lord, but that's the prayer for us as men. Whatever you ask us to do, the answer is yes. We're here to follow you. We don't, we don't have this all figured out, uh, competent though we may seem, intelligent though we may seem. We, we don't know. We don't have all the answers. It's a crazy world. We need your leadership. We need you to lead us. So, Lord, wherever you lead, the answer is yes. Have your way in our lives. But, Lord, corporately and together, we say have your way with this brotherhood. 
Whatever you want to do, wherever you want to take it, whatever form that might look like, we say yes. Use it. Continue to use it to bless men, to change families, to change lives, heal marriages, and restore that, what, that which has been broken. We thank you. We thank you in advance. We thank you for what you have done, but we thank you in advance for what you will and continue to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said. Amen. 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 Can we thank these guys one more time? Thank you, Pastor Witt.